Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. When this happened, you talked about it on The Fan. Odell Beckham Jr. made the catch with one hand for the touchdown. Wow, what a catch by the rookie. Ridiculous. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. It's Keith McPherson on The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. I like the switch up, Polly. Can I get a yeah? Let's get it! Sports Radio 101.9 FM The Fan WFAN Yeah, it feels right. Keith McPherson on The Fan. You just heard my Yankee music, which interrupted my football music. I know some of you want to talk about Tommy Cutlets, Daniel Jones. I know some of you live in football land 365, but hey... The Yankees are back. Juan Soto is down in Tampa. Did you see John Carlos Stanton? Austin Wells went deep on Marcus Stroman. We're going to force that Yankee conversation because we don't have to force it. It's that time of year. 877-337-A6, a six, and two more sixes. We'll get you on my show up, up. And away we go. Don't adjust your radio. Keep McPherson on the fan for five hours. It's a five-hour KM to AM. I've got you till midnight with guests and calls and uh, a shadow. I've got a shadow in studio with me. This is the second time I've had a young college student shadow me. Shout out to Dan. Your, your mic's not on, Dan. Shout out to Dan Yazerski. Did I say that correctly? Yes. That's a good name. Dan Yazerski. Yazerski. Dan Yazerski. From Monmouth University, go Hawks. That's where I went to school. So Dan is in here watching me do this show, and I am so nervous, Dan. I, I'm just kidding. I don't get nervous. Definitely not here. Definitely not doing the radio. There's no one in here. You're on stage, but you can't see the audience. 877-337-6666. If you're noticing my voice, I sound a little congested, but I'm all right. I did a show yesterday where I said I was under the weather, uh, really because uh, I have a baby who's just, I don't know, always brought um, germs into the apartment. This is the first time in my life that I've been sick three months in a row through the winter. So, I like, you know, December, January, February, but I'm not trying to miss shows. I've had to call out and take off time. I don't want to do that, but I, I have a little baby cold, and it's a baby cold because it's a small cold. 
So that's what my voice sounds that way. And we've got three in a row. We've got five-hour KM to AMs tonight, tomorrow, and Wednesday without the Brooklyn Nets being on. We'll talk about those Brooklyn Nets for sure. But, man, uh, my baby got sick on Friday. And uh, Saturday, he got my wife and I sick. And that's why I missed the stadium series. I'm telling you, the FOMO, just like, I picked the right time to become a hockey fan. And shout out to you if you've also picked the last couple years. This is my third season now rocking with the Devils. And I feel like hockey is alive and well. I don't care what anybody says. I'm, I'm giving you my opinion. This is my take on it. As I watched the NBA All-Star stuff this weekend, minimally, sparingly, had trouble logging into the TNT app. I just, like, don't care. I can't even muster up anything in me to care. Oh, uh, Jalen Brunson in the three-point competition. No, I didn't watch the skills competition. I didn't watch Brunson. I saw New York Liberty's own Sabrina Ionescu versus Steph Curry in the three-point competition. She lost. The greatest shooter in the world beat her. Spoiler alert. Knew that was going to happen. And the dunk contest I was in and out on. But they were rivaling Stadium Series hockey, and they were taking the L. The, the NBA took the L to the NHL. And if you've heard me talk about it, I always reference BT saying this, and he hit it right on the head. He said, you can't be a diehard hockey fan and basketball fan because the, the season's overlap. There's just no way you can watch the entire NHL and NBA unless you have no job and just uh, you know free range to watch NBA League pass and be locked in on uh, center ice or whatever the package is for the NHL. But, man, am I glad that I jumped on the Devil's bandwagon before they got good. Three years ago, they weren't that good. That was the first year I joined the Devil's bandwagon. But I'm glad that I did because I felt a part of that party. There's a younger me that would have shown up to MetLife Stadium just being a Jersey guy, right? That's another thing, the Jersey pride. I loved it. I loved every second of them showcasing the great things from the state of New Jersey. And... I just, you know, I wish I could have gone. I was a little under the weather, but man, did I live vicariously through all of the Devils fans posting online, the Devils content, and then even the next day, right? Some 70,000 fans came out to see the Flyers lose to the Devils, and supposedly there were 10,000 walk-ups, people that just showed up, paid for parking, bought their tickets there. That's amazing. Nobody cares about Hockey Boomer? That's cap. That's a lie. Like, there's a lot of people in this area that care about hockey, and you saw that the next day. They showed an aerial view. I'm watching uh, NHL Network. They, they showed an aerial view uh, like an hour before the game and the amount of people in the parking lot that were trying to get in. Then when you actually turned to the coverage, they showed another shot like 20 minutes before puck, puck drop. There was a ton of people trying to get in there. It's, it's below freezing, and just the optics and everything they did, I thought, was great. So we're going to talk puck tonight, of course. Molly Walker will join me. She was out there. She'll join us at 9.15. Uh, we'll definitely talk Rangers, Isles. We'll definitely talk Devils. Probably no Flyers, but, like, we never talk hockey on the fan, right? Never say never. Like, we do. I know I do. I try to. And I'm honest with you. I'm a new hockey fan. I'm still learning things about the sport. I'm not trying to be a fake fan or a fraud. Like, I legitimately go to games now. I've been to more Devils games this season than Nets games. <laughs> that says a lot. And speaking of the Brooklyn Nets, finally, 
they went and went ahead and did something. They went ahead and listened to their fans, and a lot of their fans were listening to Mikael Bridges on the Roommates Pod this past weekend and week. The Roommates Pod is Jalen Brunson and Josh Hart, their new podcast. Shout out to them for following me. That's how I even became aware of it. I'm like, oh, great, new podcast. And it's great that current athletes, like guys that are actively playing right now, are all starting podcasts and YouTube shows. They can just give you a a layer of knowledge and, a, you know, peel back a layer of what's going on that you don't usually see. And I think everybody heard Mikel Bridges when he talked about playing in Barclays Center and, uh, you know, the crowd being a heavy Knicks crowd and, you know, uh, just hearing his stories from Villanova to where he is now. And Brooklyn Bridges is supposed to be the face of the Brooklyn Nets franchise. So uh, reports came out that he expressed some things behind the scenes as well. And they went ahead and ripped the Band-Aid off, and they fired Jacques Vaughn today. Dismissed, fired, whatever, he's gone. And uh, Woj put that out, and then a few hours later, he reported that I think everybody watching the Nets knew this was the obvious guy. Brooklyn Nets are promoting assistant Kevin Ali to interim head coach. And I think there's guys in there, and I've seen Dennis Smith Jr., I've seen a couple other guys speak of Kevin Ali and, and uh, you know, kind of tip their cap to him as an assistant coach. So, Good. Let him get some runway here, but cast a wide net. Figure it out. Figure it out. You're not going anywhere without the head coach. You're not going anywhere without the right head coach to lead your team and those guys. I don't care in any sport. People like to say coaches don't matter. No, the coaches absolutely matter. I saw my guy Pooch put out, the Nets will now look for their seventh head coach since moving to Brooklyn in 2012. There's no consistency. Guys get a season, two and a half seasons, Kenny Atkinson had the longest time here. The Nets need to find their coach for now and into the future. 877-337-6666. I know a lot of you don't care about the Nets, but it's breaking news, and it is news of today. But I know a lot of you care about the New York Yankees. So Brendan Cuddy will join me later on, and I've had BK on a a bunch of times. Shout out to BK. BK is the man. Um, there's an article in The Athletic today that BK and CK put out there. Chris Kirshner, they're down there in Tampa. They sat in and asked questions. I know that both of their voices, so I could tell when they asked questions to Juan Soto today. Brendan Cuddy will join me to talk about the Yankees and specifically about the article in The Athletic that they put out. The title is How the Yankees' Payroll Problem Affects Blake Snell, Jordan Montgomery's Pursuit. Like, I think as much as Yankee fans are spoiled and Yankee fans are demanding another pitcher and Yankee fans are not content with what they have, Juan Soto is content. Juan Soto said, you tell me when asked about, do you think we have enough to win the World Series? He says, yeah. You know why? Because Juan Soto believes in himself. He's like, I'm on the team now. I've won a World Series. But yes, BK will join us to talk everything from Juan Soto's first press conference down there in front of people, not on Zoom, John Carlos Stanton showing up slim down. And Carlos Rodon showing up slim down. And Marcus Stroman pitching a bullpen, a live uh, batting practice today, rather. And uh, we'll, we'll definitely get some intel from Brendan Cuddy at 10.15. And speaking of Cuddy, I think the last time I physically ran into Cuddy was at Hinchcliffe Stadium in Patterson, New Jersey, which is uh, the former home of the New York Black Yankees, New York Cubans. It's a restored Negro League ballpark. And it is Black History Month, and I haven't hit you over the head with too much Black History stuff, but it's important that I bring a friend of mine on tonight that I tried to have on yesterday, Mr. Bob Kendrick, the president of the Negro Leagues Museum out there in Kansas City. He lives in Kansas City, so we're definitely going to talk to him 
about where he was about a week ago um, when the parade happened. He's safe. He's fine. But he is a resident of Kansas City. He's, he's very connected to uh, the community out there. We're going to talk to him about the Kansas City Royals and uh, Bobby Witt Jr. in that contract, which is interesting uh, when you think about how we're going to sign Juan Soto here. There was a Jackie Robinson statue stolen in Wichita, Kansas. And, of course, I want to ask him about the Negro League game that's being played in uh, Alabama later this year. I think that they can cook something like that up in Patterson, New Jersey. It would be special, similar to how the stadium series was special. You could do something with the Mets and the Yankees or maybe another team coming to Hinchcliffe Stadium in Patterson. And uh, I can't wait to talk to Bob I I like the fact that the Negro Leagues are now being represented. That story is now being told. It's old history to a lot of us, and Bob is an encyclopedia of that history, and it's better late than never. So Bob will join us at 8.15, Molly Walker at 9.15, Brendan Cuddy at 10.15. We're going to talk Yanks. We're going to talk Stadium Series. We're going to talk baseball. And I got to say this before we get off uh, and and go to break, man. (laughs) I don't know what goes on in some of you guys' minds at an airport, but I saw this video today of Brees Hall, and shout-out to Carl Banks for standing in between Brees Hall and a crazy fan that looked like a grown man that was calling him the P-word and upset with his phone out, I guess because Brees Hall didn't sign an autograph or take a selfie as he was waiting for his bag at baggage claim. Michael Parsons just complained about this, and... Man, we are, I, I say this a bunch on the air. We're getting in a time now where people do not separate real life from the Internet. They don't, they don't know how to separate social media from reality. Nobody cares about your Instagram, bro. Nobody cares about the picture you're going to post saying you met Brees Hall. And that whole situation just irked me. But Brees spoke on it. And we'll speak on some NFL stuff, too, as uh, we're getting close to that NFL franchise tag window and some contracts expiring. There's plenty to talk about, but call me up and join the show. That's my open. We're 15 minutes in, so every hour, 15 minutes after after the hour, quarter after the hour, we'll have a guest until we get to 11, my Casamigos big shot of the night. Then, and then open mic to close the show. This is Keith McPherson on the fan. You know the number? You guys need a number again? 877-337-6666. Let's have a good time. We got five hours. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. 
Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. I'll be right back. I said yesterday watching the game, I'm like, oh, come on. Daniel Jones, like, poor Daniel Jones. Tommy DeVito is all over this coverage. Like, <laughs> they played the uh, spot that they filmed with him both nights with Tommy DeVito walking around MetLife Stadium. Hey, Tommy! Hey, Tommy! He's throwing up the pinching hands, and he's telling people about how great New Jersey is. We've got the diners. We've got the boardwalks. We've got Taylor Ham. It's pork roll. No, and it is pork roll. Um, shout out to you if you went back and forth with me on my – it's pork roll. Just stop it already. Taylor Ham is not even – it's not ham. That's why they had to drop the name Taylor Ham. It's pork in a circle. I don't want to do this, but I have to because there's some of you still on Twitter trying to tell me. I've had pork roll, and, pork roll egg, and cheese a hundred times. I've had it all through New Jersey – and even when I go places and, and it's written up there like Taylor Ham, I'm like, I know what y'all are doing, but give it a rest already. You're not going to win this one. The battle was lost a long time ago. But, yeah, Jersey love. Uh, so much Jersey love. Tommy Cutlets. <laughs> Tommy DeVito is represented out there with, like, one of these guys is not like the other. They've got they've got Brees Hall. Shout out to Brees. We'll talk more about, uh, you know, his incident at Newark Airport. And, you know, it made me think, too. Like, I, I ran into Sauce Gardner at Newark Airport before I went to the All-Star game. And he's in the clear line with me. And I'm like, bro, why aren't they, like, you should have security. You should be, like, not seen. And obviously, like, Sauce is an NFL defensive back. He ain't really worried about it. And, like, Sauce's demeanor, he's very quiet. But, like, still, when I see, I ran into T- Teddy Bridgewater once upon a time. I'm like, these guys should have someone with them so they can avoid these strangers walking up. But, yeah, Brees Hall, C.J. Mosley, Solomon Thomas, Quinnen Williams, and then you got Saquon Barkley. Of course, we're going to talk about Saquon tonight. I think he's good as gone. Uh, Sterling Shepard, he's probably gone as well. And then Tommy Cutlets, Tommy DeVito, no Daniel Jones. And it made me happy. It made me happy because I know Daniel Jones is sitting back somewhere rehabbing, and he's got an extra $40 million in the bank, so he ain't worried about it. (laughs) He's richer than he's ever been, so... Yeah, go get it, Tommy. He's probably rooting Tommy on, like, bro, get get the check from ESPN, ABC, do your thing. I don't need it. I don't need it. But I'm hoping to be here ready to go when uh, training camp starts. I also, I'm, I'm taking the uh, the over on the days expected till Daniel Jones returns. 877-337-6666. Josh is in Passaic, first up on the fan. Hey, Keith, how you doing? I'm good, man. How are you? Very good. So first, that was a very feel-good win from the Devils Saturday night. And if it's up to me, I think I know that the NHL might think like maybe then we'll get like a little burnt. That won't be as good. But I think we should we should do this annually. Like I always heard that on different swaps. Like throw you could throw like a fourteen, whatever it is, or you could just have them rotate playing each other. Because that was just great to see. You know, seventy thousand fans. You have a lot of seats in there. Anybody could come, and they get to charge more money, and they make this whole thing. So why wouldn't they? They won, and the NHL absolutely won this weekend. All four teams won this weekend. I know there's a thought that hey, if you do this too often, it'll lose its luster. But no, it won't. Like I said, I have FOMO right now because I know I would have been getting it in if I was uh, not married with a child and a younger me that wasn't into hockey. Like could just go up there and drink and party. It was all day. I mean, people were out there drinking, partying all day. The game didn't end till late. That was another reason I knew I couldn't go. But I'm going to be at the next one. I already told my wife. I'm like, that is such a Jersey thing over there. And the Devils go out. Nico Heesha right away. 
punch him in the mouth. Uh, Nico Dawes, I saw Nico Dawes had the most saves in an outside game ever. Um, it, it was just a good look for the NHL and for New Jersey. I was repping Jersey heavy. I'm like, they're cutting back and forth from Secaucus, where the NHL network is, to East Rutherford, where you know four of our local teams are playing and the whole world is watching. It, it, it's great for the sport. And I think they won on the first weekend without NFL, the first weekend after the Super Bowl. When you look at the NBA All-Star Weekend in Indy, ew, versus what the NHL was able to do in the Garden State, it's, it's, a, it's a clear winner. It's not even close. Okay, speaking of Nico Das, has he won has he won the Devil's Gold job by now? If you're asking me, yeah. I mean unless no, they're gonna unless they're gonna anymore. unless they're gonna go and get somebody else, uh he's the guy right now. I wouldn't I wouldn't mess with that. Barring trades. Uh well the trade deadline is uh March eighth. Unless they're gonna go trade for somebody else. No, like he's the guy. He he's the guy. But also I if there's another position to go after, you don't think it's more of a more of a defensive player? Maybe I more defense because I think there's been too many times. I'll say this, man. Shout out to Timo not throwing him under the bus. But last year, I remember being uh, at the Rock and hearing chirps from Devils fans: Are we getting Timo? Are we getting Timo? Timo, that's the move. Timo Meyer, that's the move. Timo's the move is going to put us over. Not for nothing. Timo is kind of blended into the background. So making a move just to make a move is one thing. I certainly miss Dougie Hamilton. Um, I know the Devils are fine without him, but as they're trying to make this run and this push to the playoffs and through the playoffs, you you, you wish you had Dougie. But um, I, I trust that they're going to make the right moves. They've drafted well. They've traded well. They've added well. Tyler Toffoli, how about Tyler Toffoli being out there with his experience in outdoor games? He scores a goal. Brennan Smith, who I had on the fan, he scores a goal, and he was out there. You know, he's always just looking to knuckle up. It was, it was such a good look, look, man. I enjoyed it. Right, and to take the photo, though, has been more of an impact than Timo Meyer has. Mm-hmm. I know Timo Meyer was also injured. But, Keith, I agree with you. That, the All-Star game, and pretty much, like, except for, like, the three-point contest, that was pretty bad. The dunk contest, it just felt like, I don't know, just like, like you know, a little bit of a repeat from last year with McClung. I'm just like, I don't know if there's anything that can really save it. And the All-Star game is just stupid. Like, maybe make something, like, you know, have, like, threes or something. They've they've tried. They've tried to change it. They've tried to change the All-Star game. Nobody cares. These guys are out there jogging around, chucking up threes. And it's it's so clear. I watched a little bit of it. They all have different agendas. I was laughing at Bron Bron. I'm like, Bron Bron, you're showing your age. Bron Bron was making a fool of himself early. But it's LeBron. Some of these other guys, like, you know, some guys are just out there loafing. Other guys are out there trying to actually win MVP, score every bucket. Some guys are just trying to take easy buckets. Some try, some guys are trying to do some fancy stuff. It's just like everybody's out there on their own agenda. They need to make it a clear line thing that they're competing for so that everybody competes. Go back to the old school days of guys wearing their uniforms, their home or away uniforms out there, right? Either the or it's like the white uniform or your colored uniform. Like wear, wear that uniform on the court. So we can see the guys that way. The the East and West jerseys, I don't think they sell that well. I don't think anybody ever remembers them once they're done. And then when you talk about Mac McLung in the, in the dunk contest, like Jalen Brown tried to be the guy this year. Because how many years do you say, why, why isn't LeBron in it? Why isn't Anthony Edwards doing it? Why isn't John Moran in it? Where's Zion? Jalen Brown tried to be the guy like, oh, I got my bag. I'm a starter in this league. I'm a star in this league. I'm going to try and compete, and he was whack. He lost to a G-leaguer. The fact that you have G-leaguers competing, here's my idea. Open it up 
to everybody. If you look on Instagram, there's a bunch of guys that can't hoop but can dunk. So if it's if you're going to have no-name guys that we can't go watch on TV that we're not familiar with, if you can't get your stars to compete in the slam dunk contest, open it up to the whole world of dunkers. Get the best dunkers in the world, guys that can do ridiculous things we haven't seen. Because at this point, the slam dunk contest was something that we look forward to. Like, I remember watching Vince Carter live and put his arm in the rim, hang on the rim. Like... It ended. I can I could go on forever. It ended in 2016, but it sucks now. And and props to the NHL. The NHL skills competitions are better. The NHL's performances are better. Um, who came on uh, last night? Where I was like, I don't. Jennifer Hudson. I'm like, I didn't. Even, has Jennifer Hudson put out any new music lately? Is she from Indiana? The NHL have a real game, like for a million. She's from Illinois. I'm like, I, I'm like, I, y'all can't book somebody better. Yeah. And I said, almost looks like with the actual game, looks like they're scared to play defense. But at least a three-point contest, I think that still hasn't lost its full touch, right? When Lillard was going at the end of, with that last shot going in, or with the four players tied, that like that was so well, that's a clear-cut thing. We we can watch girls compete in that, and now they're actually floating the idea. I think I heard Kenny Smith say next year put Caitlin Clark in it. And I'm like, oh, give me a break, Caitlin Clark. Like I like I get it, and all props to Caitlin Clark. For what she's done, but we're we're watching the NBA All Star Weekend, and they're talking about putting Caitlin Clark in the three point competition next year for the NBA. Oh, how the mighty have fallen! They can't fix that. But the, I mean, the separate league. So I'll hang up now. But I just want to after I go, just see if you think the Nets should get a new coach. Thanks for taking my call. Thanks for calling. Have a great night. Thanks for the call, Justin. Nets have a new coach. They have a new interim head coach, Kevin Ali. But at the same time, they better not. Just be dumb and say, oh, you know what? He did, he did a great job in this second half. We made the play-in. We got into the playoffs. Here's our guy. No, stupid. Cast a wide net. Figure it out, Brooklyn Nets. Take your time and figure it out. From the top to the bottom. Owner, GM, you can't get this one wrong. Because there were some rumblings out there that at the trade deadline, and then even when we go into summer free agency, there's guys that don't want to come here, don't want to play here because of the head coach. There's guys that probably don't want to come here play here because of the owner or because Ben Simmons is on this team, making the most money on the team. 877-337-6666. We got Justin in Washington, New Jersey, next up on the fan. Hey, Keith, how's it going, man? Good. Thank you for calling in. Yeah, what a great weekend of hockey, huh? This weekend at the... Amazing. I watched years. every second of... The Flyers Devils game and then followed up that that uh Islanders uh Rangers game was amazing from start to finish. Uh, another quick goal early and then the, the way it ended, I know it didn't end great for Isles fans, but for the country to be watching that nationally on Sunday when there's no football, like they didn't miss. The the NHL won and we won here locally. Yes, and uh, I, I am a Devils fan, but I mean the way that game ended yesterday with the Rangers and Islanders, man, that was that was something else for the uh, Rangers to pull off that comeback. I mean, it's a shame if you're an Islanders fan, but yeah, what a keeps great the winning streak hockey, alive you know? and, and uh, the suspense and then the reaction when when the call is made and it's just a a, a spectacle. Like you know, the the flyover when you could see the fans in the parking lot, you could see people's personal videos of the tailgates. It just I don't know. There's a lot of pride for me that that goes on over there. The stadium looks like a big air conditioner, whatever. Man, that stadium, the the best thing they got going is the stadium series right now. Well, you know, that that, that kind of got me thinking 
um, I almost wonder, and I understand doing it too much, you know, saturates the idea of it, but what about having it every weekend after the Super Bowl like it was this year? Annually, you know, once a you know, year, I think is over. once a year, I think is good enough. I think once a year is great. And now that they've done it once, they know how to do it again. You know, when I talk to Molly Walker coming up at nine o'clock, I'm going to ask her about some behind the scenes stuff like, hey, what did you see that you didn't expect or tell us something that they did that we we don't get to see from watching uh, on the couch? Like there's a lot that goes into turning that stadium into an outdoor hockey rink. I certainly think this is something they could do once a year, every year. And maybe that conversation's already being had. Yeah, because I know the, uh, next year it's going into Ohio, but I don't think they're having it until sometime in March. And I just, I just think, you know, you got a lot of sports fans with football being over that are just kind of craving something to watch. And I just think that Clearly. maybe Clearly. doing the stadium series the weekend after the Super Bowl, you know, as far as the NHL goes, you know, you got sports fans that are looking for something to watch. And I think that's a perfect weekend to do it. That's just my opinion. But uh, just curious to see what you think on that. Yeah, thanks for the call, Justin. I agree. It might not be branded as the stadium series, the NHL stadium series. Obviously, we know the. Uh, they're going to go play at Ohio State's stadium for the Columbus uh, Blue Jackets or whatever that was announced. But, like, why can't they call it something else? Why can't they do something? They could they could rebrand it. Like, the Winter Classic, we know the Winter Classic. Why don't they call it something else specifically for MetLife for our local teams? Like, I have a post that I saved in my notes. Uh, the NHL drew a crowd of 70,328 fans for Devils Flyers on Saturday. James from Arlington called in who covers the Devils, big Devils fan. He called in to my show yesterday to tell me that over 10,000 of those people were walk-ups. Like, I love that. I got on the radio yesterday at 9 o'clock, and I said, if you're thinking about going, go. Like, it will live with me forever that I'm in a position where I could have gone. I live 20 minutes from the stadium. I could have gone for free, and I couldn't go for other circumstances. If you are hearing my voice on a Sunday morning and you are thinking about going to see the Rangers, see the Isles, or just see some hockey with no dog in the fight, go. It is a spectacle. It is something that doesn't happen often. It's the first of, like, go. And I know there's a lot of people that went, and they're happy they did. 18 hours after the Devils game, you know, the night game, they have the Sunday day game. And the Islanders, Rangers, drew 79,690 fans, the third largest crowd in NHL history. And it was lit. It, it was lit. Everybody was saying it was lit. You had, I, I love the fact that they had the NFL players there, and then NFL players are tweeting about it. Uh, Saquon Barkley tweeting about it. Damian Woody. And Damian Woody is a big Islanders fan. They had him on the broadcast. Like I, I just think it was well executed. I tip my cap to the NHL for what they did this past weekend. Josh is up in the Bronx where the Yankees play. What's up, Josh? Keith, I'm telling you about this hockey thing that your past two callers were talking about. Maybe they should do it league, you know, like league-wide, you know, spread it out during the season since, since, since it's such a, a hit and everything. And getting to my Yankee point, when you go down, if you are going down the spring training to Tampa, and you see Judge Stanton and Soto, man. I I hope you can go down there and get an interview or something with these guys, or, or you know, have them on the show during the baseball season if you can. That would be really awesome. Thank you for taking my call and have a great show, sir. Thanks for the call, Josh. Yeah, well, the stadium series has been going on for a decade. 
The stadium series has been done at Dodger Stadium, Yankee Stadium, Soldier Field, Levi Stadium, TFC Bank Stadium, Coors Field, Heinz Field. Uh, there's a bunch of other places it's been. So that's why I say maybe they don't brand it as the stadium series, but maybe they can call it something else with maybe more of a local name and, and get it done. And, you know, something I wanted to say about spring training and Josh, to be honest with you, I'll have a media credential when I go down there, but I'm a fan. I just like, I don't have it in me yet to be a reporter. I don't have it in me yet to be like, judge, can I ask you a question? Like, I just, I'm not like that. Uh, I hope to be able to see Susan Waldman and and John Sterling while I'm down there. And if they're nice enough to bring me on to their call of the game like they did two years ago, I'll do that. But uh, even if I have field access, I don't know. Boone told I, I saw Boone at uh, the event I did interviewing Aaron Boone, and he told me to come down. But I'm just like, bro, I just like, I'm not like that. Like, I belong with the fans. I don't belong with the reporters. You got to dress neutral. I made that mistake Two years ago, I showed up in a Bernie Williams throwback jersey, Yankee bandana, Yankee socks, Yankee shorts. They're like, you can't come in here like that. I'm like, um, luckily, I just had a like Savages t-shirt on underneath. underneath. I gave my wife my shirt or my jersey, turned my shirt inside out just so I could come up to the media area. And I saw all the reporters. Shout out to Sweeney. Miss you, Sweeney. Sweeney was up there and uh, Brian Hoke and. Brendan Cuddy, who I have on tonight, and all those guys, Marley Rivera. Um, but I'm just, I'm still in the middle of like being a media member and a fan where I just don't have that. Like, I'm not going to be carrying a WFAM mic trying to get, like, I'm not going to get sound bites for my show. But I, I might pop up, um, text Boone, like, yo, this is the one time I'm going to come through. Like, can I wear my Yankees gear? Shout out to Zillow. Zillow, please just let me be a regular fan. Like, it, I mean, no disrespect. Like, it's it's weird, too. And I understand they have their rules. And, and I know, you know, there's people in the Yankees organization listening to this. And I've, I won't say struggle with this, but I've run into this at the stadium and spring training. Like, the, the media has to dress neutral. I'm in the media, but I'm far from neutral. I'm never rooting against the Yankees. So why can't I go in there? With my Yankee drip, like I'm, I, I consider myself one of the freshest Yankee fans. I got a closet full of Yankee clothes. I can't show up wearing the Yankee stuff. You know that I'm not gonna write an article for the Athletic. You know that I'm not gonna get on the radio and be like, "Well, let's play this down the middle." I'm a fan, so that's just where I'm at it uh, at with it. But I did want to say this: I do not care about guys showing up in shape. Like, can, can I can I break this down for you guys? Like. All the reaction, oh, Carlos Rodon, oh, John Carlos Stan, they look slimmer. That is great. And I, I encourage all of you to eat right and work out and take care of your body. You only get one. But these guys get paid millions of dollars for that. They're athletes. That's part of their jobs. So shame on them if they were out of shape last year when I had to watch them go 82 and 80. Shame on them if they weren't in the best shape of their lives and wasted a career of their uh, a year in the career of their lives, like I, I just I don't get so excited. I see all the oh they understood the excitement or they they understood the assignment. Oh now now I'm excited to see what Stanton's got. Like check me out, bro. If Stanton slims down to 200, if he weighs 200 pounds and he bats his weight at 200, you're still gonna boo him. You're still gonna hate him. I saw my guy uh, Dan Work put that out there on Twitter today. I was like, you guys crack me up. Yankee fans will never agree on anything. One of, the, one of the takes that Yankees fans had was because Stanton showed up in shape. Like, you know how much money this guy makes? And, and like, it's not about the contract, 
But like I I am not applauding people for doing the bare minimum, which is taking care of themselves, eating right, slimming down so that they can run from second to home. But uh, my my guy Dan, shout out to Dan. Dan is a good guy, and he's from Central Regional. I used to razz him about how Ocean never lost to Central Regional. We used to work them easily. That was always a game we knew by halftime we were chilling. But he put out there, not to get all Philly, but we should give Stanton a loud-ass standing ovation at the home opener. And in general, dude clearly worked his tail off to try and be a productive Yankee again. And not to mention the obvious and always handling New York with nothing but class. Cheer him on. My response to that is uh, standing ovation for everyone. It's opening day. Everybody that's named gets called as they play uh, the Star Wars music. We're all, yeah, because we're happy to be back. But some games will be played before April 5th. So some people are going to get booed depending on how they start off, even with a couple games. John Carlos Stanton famously said, you guys make a big deal out of 9, 10 at batch. Yeah, you're damn right we do. When you're getting paid $32 million a year, uh, nobody cares. I said, nobody cares if you ate clean or worked out for three months. That's all it's been since the season ended. December, January, February. Let's say halfway through November, December, January, halfway through February. And I said, this ain't Philly. You can't control Yankees fans for the thousandth time. You can't control what people do in that stadium. Trust me, I've tried. I said, someone's always going to have to be the whipping boy. Hicks is gone. Donaldson's gone. Gallo's been gone. There are fans that can't wait to show up and boo Stanton. And they might have... Rocks and marbles for brains. They might not know anything about baseball or what's going on, but there are a ton of boo birds. It's the Bronx cheer. It's going to happen. And I went on to say that they will boo, and they will also chant F. Altuve. Book it. Book it. So there's no way in hell because Stanton slimmed down, and everybody's talking about how, like, come on. That might not be effective. Remember when CeCe lost some weight? And he wasn't effective, and we're like, wait, 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 go back to fat, CC, bro. Eat more cheeseburgers. Go back to drinking beers. You know, no mass, no gas. Like, we, we needed CC to be fat, CC. So just miss me with all the talk today, and this is what comes with spring training. Like, oh, everybody arrives in the best shape of their lives. This is where I'm at with the Yankees, and I was saying this to Dan, who's in here shadowing me from Mama the University. I, I guess I'm getting old, man. The last time the Yankees won the World Series, I was at Monmouth University. I was still a student. I was freshly 21. I was one of the guys that could get us handles, get us kegs, and I had a good connect with the liquor store, five-minute walk from me where we had it on deck for the Yankees' postseason run. When the Yankees won it, we're popping champagne, spraying the ceilings in uh, our rental that we damaged, and they sent us a bill for 7000 at the end of the semester. But where I'm at now at 35 years old, with the Yankees, this stuff doesn't do anything for me. This stuff is good for social media, the pictures, and 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 the Yankees have an excellent social media team. Shout out to Ryan. That's my dog. You guys are killing it with the puns, with the names, Stroh and Rowe, uh, Day One. With Juan Soto, you guys kill it with that. But for me as a Yankee fan, I want to see the team get on the field, stay healthy, play well, and dominate. And that's what's going to get me excited. That's what's going to get me pumped. And until they get back to the World Series and doing what they literally made most of us fans for, dominating October, bringing a parade back, I can't get so pumped up and I can't rally behind these guys because they showed up in shape. That's their job. That's the bare minimum. Show up ready to play. 877-337-6666. Call me up, man. We'll be right back. 
When this happened, you talked about it on the fan. Swung on. There it goes. Deep left. It is high. It is far. It is gone. Number 62 to set the new American League record. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. <laughs> Mystical. I came in with the mic in my hand. Don't make me leave it with my foot in your... Be cool. <laughs> what type of jams do we have in there, Paulie? We got a lot, man. <laughs> we we, we, we got a lot of uh, deep hitters here. <laughs> yeah, this one... The beat is cool, but when you actually think about the song and the lyrics, like, this is a children's program. I got kids that listen to my show. KM to AM, Keith McPherson on the fan. Five-hour sports talk show coming up in about 25 minutes. My guy, Bob Kendrick, the president of the Negro Leagues Baseball Museum in Kansas City. I was just looking back. The last time I interviewed Bob was almost exactly three years ago, February 15th, for Black History Month, when I was working with John Boy and Joe's McFly. I, I did a, a YouTube Zoom interview uh, that went out there on Pinstripe Strong. So, man, shout out to Bob. He's always dressed in his Sunday best. I tried to have him on yesterday, but I had the number to the museum, not his actual cell phone number. So we are going to try again tonight. I think it'll work out. But let's get back to the phones. Let's see if we can take a couple calls. I started off talking about the NHL and how I feel like they're dominating the NBA right now with their stadium series versus the NBA All-Star Weekend. It wasn't particularly close. Even when you look at the NHL All-Star Game, which went up against the um, Pro Bowl and the NFL All-Star Weekend, which literally no one cares about, and they don't have to care about it because the NFL is king. The NHL is slowly but surely, I think, adding fans. They are working on their product, and they're winning. And I'm, I'm happy that I'm a, ho- a hockey fan. I think I picked a great time to be a hockey fan, and I encourage you to get into it too. I so much as said, like, yo, I'm so thankful that I actually watched the Devils I've learned the game of hockey. I'm starting to know players on other teams. I know the Devils players, but like now I go to the games. I'm part of the culture, and I mean the Devils culture is amazing. If you go to the Devils games and you drink out there at the bars across the street and just like the the like pedestrian area, it's sick. Um, I'm really hoping the Devils make the playoffs and get another run at it. And I'm happy I'm a Devils fan. But what I'm saying is like I grew up just an NBA guy. And honestly, I have a picture. I'm going to wait till the Rangers either get knocked out or, or have some success. I'm going to post the picture of me in a Rangers shirt as a kid. When I was a kid, I was a Rangers and Devils fan because they won back-to-back. And when you're a kid, you just you just rep the local teams. I think my mom was just buying me shirts. And I remember I had a Mark Messier shirt. I also had a Martin Brodeur shirt. I, I had the trading cards. I used to play Super Nintendo, NHL Live, 96, 97. We used to play street, street hockey, me and my boy Zeke. And... What it was was the lockout and the strike that I think when you're a kid, you don't you don't even kind of understand what that means. So then I just got really deep into the NBA with Jordan and the Bulls. And then when Jordan retired, I became a Nets fan. And fast forward some 30 years, I'm thankful that I'm a hockey fan because I can't stand to watch the Brooklyn Nets. Val is up in the Bronx. What's up, Val? You're on the fan. Fizz, what's going on, my man? How you been, dog? Good, good. You know, holding it down. Thanks for calling. You're always holding it down, son. I don't get to call you a lot because I'm usually working these hours, but today was a day off. So I heard you say something, and I had to chime in and ask you a couple questions, man, Mm -hmm. because I've been saying this for a minute now. I said it 
I called it and I said it way back when Kyrie was going through the stuff with the, you know, post-COVID and take the vaccine and all of that. I said it when, you know, they, they you know, the, the, the mayhem happened and Harden left. I said it when they got rid of, uh, they, they were forced to trade Kyrie. And I said it again when Durant finally left the building. The thing I don't understand, and I'm glad I got you on the phone, because I consider you to be, you know, between you and uh, uh, Mr. Roberts, you're like the reps for the, the Brooklyn Nets on the fan. Lucky full us. Disclosure, I'm a, <laughs> <laughs> full disclosure, I'm a Knicks fan, so I'm not trolling right now. You know what I mean? But I was born and bred in Brooklyn, so I do have a certain, you know, affinity for them. I do care about about the, the borough of Brooklyn and the squad that's down there called the Nets. Yeah. But the question that I have for you, okay, and I heard you saying something about Jacques Vaughn, and I just just uh, ran down to you a few of the things that happened in the past. What I don't understand is how come Mr. Marks keeps getting a pass in all the discussions that are going on about the Brooklyn Nets. Because to be honest with you, you know, I feel like everybody is jumping past the, the, the real question and going on to all these other things and nobody's answering that. He's the dude that mismanaged that whole situation uh-huh. from Jump Street, and he's the dude that was forced to get rid of his garbage after he mismanaged it and brought in a bunch of other garbage to try to fix the situation. And he's the dude that had the situation where it is right now. So you could change a coach. You could try to decide what you're going to do with Bridges and what you're not going to do. Until that dude marks either gets out of the building or gets his game right, the Nets are going to be constantly stuck in a state of garbage, bro. Yeah. Like, I, I, I don't understand how nobody says any, you know, everybody's like, well, why don't we get rid of Simmons? What's Simmons doing? What's wrong with his back? What's it? You know, why don't we get rid he of He brought guy? Simmons oh, here. That's the only guy? GM in exactly. the NBA that was willing to take a trade for Ben Simmons. I can speak but on not it. Even I that. can speak on it. <laughs> not, e- not even that. Not even that. If he had managed those 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 guys from the mint, like I mean, the superstars, the, 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 you the sold your soul to the superstars, and you should have been the middleman between the superstars and the owner. Not you, even you should have been able to figure I mean, out honestly, a way to keep those guys happy. Uh, you should have been able to find uh, find a better coach than Steve Nash. You should have also talked to the owner who had some of the self imposed stuff. Like they they mismanaged the whole Kyrie situation. It's all in the past me, now. Bro. Uh, but Sean Marks, Sean Marks, Sean Marks doesn't get a pass. Thanks for the call, Val. Sean Marks doesn't get a pass. Evan Roberts wouldn't give him a pass. I used to have shirts from my Talking Nets podcast that said, In Marks We Trust, like three years ago. Sean Marks gets props for two things, really. Coming out of the, <laughs> the last time they went and sold their souls to the superstars, coming out of the Paul Pierce, Kevin Garnett era with Jason Kidd as the head coach, the Nets were left for dead. They had no picks, no hope. And he was able to find Kenny Atkinson, and they were en- able to engineer something. They were able to get something going with homegrown talent, and uh, they did build a competitive team and an attractive team to superstars in the NBA. So much so that superstars wanted to come to Brooklyn instead of the middle of Manhattan to play for the Knicks. So the second thing that Sean Marks gets credit for is actually landing KD and Kyrie Irving out of all the places they could have went. They decided to team up and come to Brooklyn. Val is from Brooklyn. He's got pride in them because they wear Brooklyn across the chest. Worldwide, this Nets world, I've been, I was in the, the airport in Amsterdam and saw someone with a Brooklyn Nets jacket on just for style. Like the Nets actually have built this Nets world and this Nets brand, but it is dysfunctional. Sean Marks is confused. I don't know what his plan is. I don't know what Joe Sy's plan is. I feel like most days they don't know what they're doing. And so today, when they woke up and decided that this was the day they were going to fire Jacques Vaughn, I said, finally. I remember I had a caller not long ago that said, Keith, how would you fix 
the Brooklyn Nets. I said, well, you start with firing the coach. Not now, but yesterday, last week, last month. Like, you get the coach out of here. How many times you guys listen to the fan? Well, I, I won't say everybody. But how many Nets fans have listened to the fan and listened to Kaepernick Carino in the postgame? They cut to head coach Jacques Vaughn of the Brooklyn Nets. You hear whatever he's got to say. And, and it's not great after a loss. And it's just like, how much of that can you do? Similar to Nash, his voice wasn't connecting with the players anymore. And when Nash stepped out, it was the same thing. They're, they're not hearing my voice. So, Sean Marks, you got to do better. You, you got to do better. And, and unfortunately, he doesn't get all the smoke that the coach will get or some of the players will get because he's attached to the owner. Kevin Durant came out and challenged the owner and the GM. And the owner backed the GM. He even backed Steve Nash as a head coach. You don't do that. In this NBA, when you give your stars the power, you have to give them all the power. It sucks, but it is what it is. Now they wanted to go back to this like quiet, gritty team that showed up to compete without the drama and they were an 11th place team. So let's see what they do from here. They added a couple pieces at the trade deadline. I could care less, honestly. Like, I, I'm a Nets fan. This isn't the first year where they've had losing streaks, been miserable. But what it is, is this Nets world has been built up now. You know, it's 11 years in Brooklyn. And they just did have superstars and a, a group of superstars that people are still talking about now. They should have won in 2021. I'm tired of hearing that. They should have won. They should have won. They should have won. Yeah, there's so many stories of NBA teams that could have, should have, would have won if they stayed healthy. But it just sucks now that Brooklyn did build up to be a place where players wanted to play, where fans wanted to go, and now the actual fans aren't showing up to root for the team because we can't we, we, we can't get, get jiggy with that, man. I'm not jacking it. Like, I'm looking at this team, and I'm like, nah. Like, no, no. So maybe with, with uh, Kevin Ollie leading the way, the actual fans will start showing up and not the fans that are getting a group deal or there with the YMCA or, or the Boys and Girls Club, and then maybe they'll actually get back to winning and having their fans. And if they can find a way into the plan and the playoff, we'll be there. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.